everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's September 7th. It's 2021, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I know everyone's getting ready for football season. It's right around the corner. We're still talking baseball. We will have a football podcast on Thursday, breaking down the main slate on Sunday. I'm joined today by one of the hottest DFS players out there, Andre Alford Drizzy26. What's happening, my bud? What's going on? Just hanging in there, um, trying to enjoy my last week of I guess, vacation and and pretty much uh, away from playing DFS for a bit and prep for the football season before it gets going Sunday. How about yourself? Nothing, man. Just hoping the Red Sox keep winning, you know? <laughs> I know how to I know how to get under Dre's skin. I just have to talk about the Red Sox and um I mean <laughs> Yeah uh, I mean they 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 they're a good team though, so I can't lie. So I mean I'm, they've been they've been probably my most used fantasy team this year. So and if they make the playoffs, they do, it is what it is. My Yankees they have some work to do in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, both teams should make the playoffs. I mean, Seattle and Oakland's there. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, the AL East is where it's at. Like, no joke. The AL East is, um, I'd be shocked if there's not an AL East team in the World Series this season. Um, So we'll see. I mean, still got a few more weeks of regular season baseball. And um, I mean, we just keep on chucking along here. We get started today. With Kansas City at Baltimore, Cower and Wells pitching in this one. Ten and a half total. Baltimore's a 120 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Cower? Uh, at 5.3K. Um, in Baltimore, maybe not really. Uh, not really, honestly. Um, honestly, not in the slate. Um, from what I'm looking at, there's a lot of good options that we have. Um I don't think he's at five point three k. Obviously, you could use him in tournaments, um, but I probably wouldn't won't get him honestly. So no. Yeah, I mean the guy with a walk rate higher than a strikeout rate. This game really disappointed on Monday. I'm going back to the well. I like this game a lot as far as bats go, and I mean Wells on the other side. No real interest for me. It's a it's a lefty going up against Kansas City. He has a sixteen percent K rate, two fifty ISO four. 452 Woba and a 9% K rate against righties this season. So for me, I'm not playing Wells or Cowher in this one. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I would get more, like you said, with the bats for this game, um, especially probably lean more heavy towards uh, the Baltimore side. Well, let's start Kansas City. They're on the road here. Um, I mean, yesterday I said Salvador Perez, one of the top hitters on the entire slate. He had opportunities and just didn't cash in on it. I like him again. I hate paying up a catcher, but I think this is a spot where, I mean, this dude has 100 RBIs on the season, 40-plus home runs, and this is it doesn't get many much better than this spot right here. So, I mean, Perez, Merrifield, Mondesi, um, I mean, yeah, Kansas City in a great spot here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um I agree with you definitely for sure. Um, if I was playing, I would definitely get a lot. I would definitely probably have a lot of this game as a, as a whole in general, like you said, too. Um, I said, no, I'll be more probably heavy on the Baltimore side, but still as a whole, definitely like um, taking some shots, a lot of shots with Kansas, Kansas City, too. Especially uh, my favorite player probably would be Mondesi uh, from that side. 
Um, obviously, we know what Salvador Perez could do um, on the uh, uh, when was the left-handed pitcher and he's a righty, so he's going to be able to smash that. But um, I think Minus is also in a good spot as he's um, been back for about a week now and he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, Mondesi was someone that I really liked yesterday, didn't play. Um, I mean, still ended up stealing two bases. So if for some reason you didn't switch him out of your lineup, he didn't kill you, he got 10 points. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a spot that I I really like Mondesi. Um, I mean, I I think he'll be in the lineup here. Um, On the Baltimore side, I mean, you kind of already said it. You know, you like this spot for Baltimore. Um, I mean, Cower is a guy that, like I said, has a walk rate higher than his strikeout rate. Don't really expect him to pitch too deep into this game. And, I mean, just all these bats, especially if Mancini doesn't play, everybody in Baltimore is really cheap here. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, the most expensive guy being what's uh, Mount Castle. Oh, no, actually uh, Mullins. Followed by Mount Castle, actually. So yeah, I, I love getting some for sure, especially at the um, especially at the Hardy order. Uh, I think we also got Urias that might be out as well too, from what I'm looking at, um, on the roster. So um, I, I love the spot for them as well. My favorite player, um, my favorite tournament player in this is in this game actually would probably be like a DJ Stewart, um, batting in the five hole. Who um, if he is as, as projected right now, um, I expect for him to probably have um, one of the better games to him um, out of this whole lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, Mullins is expensive, but this dude's been hitting all season and it's a good spot. So, I mean, this dude has multi hits in three straight games. He could keep it rolling here. Uh, so, I mean, with the rest of the stack just being so cheap, it's not hard to, you know, play Cedric Mullins here. We move on. We got Toronto and New York. Steven Matz going up against Garrett Cole in this one, eight and a half total. The Yankees a one ninety five favorite here. Um, any interest in Steven Matz? Um, I would take a couple shots just in tournaments because the Yankees have a, always have a high strikeout rate um, in general as a whole with the lineup. So I would take a couple shots on Steven Matz in tournaments tomorrow, but not not that much honestly. It would probably probably be my like when the GPP probably come out. I'll probably have my like five to ten percent. Yeah, I mean. I- Large field tournaments for sure. I think if you're playing single entry or like three entry max, I don't know if you have to have Steven Matz in the spot. 8,400, you're not getting really, you're not getting a price decrease or facing one of the most powerful offenses in baseball. So um, I definitely hear what you're saying as far as like large field tournaments. But I mean, this lineup's pretty stacked. We're going to talk about that in a second. Garrett Cole on the other side of this game. Garrett Cole's 11 8 going up against Toronto. So I mean, obviously, he's probably the best pitcher on the slate um, talent-wise. But, I mean, you're paying 11-8 for a dude facing a Toronto Blue Jays offense that can hit anybody. He has a 36% K rate on the season. We know how good Garrett Cole is. What are you doing with Garrett Cole going up against the Blue Jays at this price? See, I always get him wrong because I feel like there's times where I feel like I want to be underweight on him um, compared to the field because he's in tough matchups and he still performs really, really well. So I would say um, I'm going to be at the field with him for sure. Um, I don't know if I'll be a little bit over, um, though, which is, which, I would, which is the only thing I would do because Garrett Cole, he's probably, if not the best pitcher currently in baseball, um, that's pitching currently because um, I know we got a couple that are that aren't pitching, um, but 
the strikeout rate is unbelievable. Like you said, 36% K, K rate on the season. And this this Toronto line, they can, yes, they can hit anybody in there, but they also can strike out too at a high clip rate, uh, at a high rate too. So I, I like I like taking both sides of this game, honestly, and, and just taking some, um, but more so playing the pitching and playing a lot of Garrett Cole. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I really like Nola. And I want to kind of compare what type of ownership Aaron Nola is going to get and Garrett Cole is going to get on this slate. Um, I, I think they're the two best. Matchups. Yeah, I no, mean, I think that, there's... No, sorry, sorry. I was just saying they're both in tough matchups too, so... Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're the two most talented pitchers on the slate, probably even by a larger margin than we realize, but... I mean, I definitely want to see what the ownership looks like for these guys. Um, I mean, could you double barrel them? I mean, the answer is yes, but you're looking at 3,400 a player. Um, that's going to be really tough. So, um, bats in this game, anything on the Toronto side? Like I said, in, in, in large field tournaments only, I would just play, I would have a little bit of exposure to Toronto, like Vlad Guerrero. Um, this is and more so mini stacks, if anything, as a secondary. Um, as well too and one also was obviously like I said Black Guerrero uh, Corey Dickerson who obviously has a power too uh, Bo Bichette and uh, George Springer who's in a lineup in Simeon like the top half of the lineup pretty much but that's it tournament strictly that's about it yeah and then on the New York side of things I mean I did definitely think the Yankees are in play here um, they're they're somewhat expensive but, like, if we get to Luke Voigt, he's 3.8K. Um, obviously, Stanton and Judge are must-plays if you're going to stack um, the Yankees. What are your thoughts on your boys here? Yeah, I definitely love getting to them. Um, DJ, DJ LeMay, who is going to be probably one of my uh, – if I was playing tomorrow, he would probably be one of my uh, top hitters in, in the stacks for sure, along with, obviously, Judge for the power um, and Stanton as well. So, um, I like that. Um, it's going to be difficult to fit them in, so therefore I don't think the ownership will be that high on them too. And plus, we got a couple other teams that are in better positions too. So, I I definitely I definitely think you can get to them. Um, and it'll be expensive, but it, it's worth it in, in tournaments. Gleyber Torres is another good hitter too. Boy, like you mentioned before as well. I even like the and I even like the lefty lefty matchup with Rizzo um, against Matt. So. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid to play anyone from this uh, lineup in general. All right. Tampa going into Boston. We got Rodriguez against Rasmussen. Nine and a half total in this game. It's a pick em game. Uh, any interest here in Rasmussen? Uh, I mean, on, on this type of slate, I'm not going to probably get too much of him, honestly. Um, no. Nah, I mean, decent, decent strikeout stuff out of the bullpen. It really hasn't translated too much um, as far as like moving into a starter's role. But I mean, this dude's going to throw four or five innings. Um, I I don't think he has a ceiling at 7,300 on a 12 game slate to win you a tournament. So I'm going to pass, especially against a good offense like the Boston Red Sox. And then on the other side, I mean, we just watched Chris Sale like struggle yesterday um, against this Tampa team. Eduardo Rodriguez, semi-reverse splits pitcher, going to face a lot of righties here. Any interest in him? No, but 
it, it just as actually just in tournaments, like 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 I said, large field as well. Um, actually, any format as far as as long as it's not a single game, um, single entry, I think you, you should have some interest in them just because you never know, and it's going to be definitely low on tomorrow because we know the Tampa Bay Rays typically are a patient team, um, and they do tend to put the ball in play a lot. So I would have a little bit just in deep tournaments, but he's not someone I'm going to look to be like one of my top pitchers in my um, to get into my lineups. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's somewhat interesting here just because I think he's going to have really low ownership. Um, and for that reason, the ownership alone um, makes me have some interest in Eduardo Rodriguez because, I mean, this dude, he just he shows up some days. Some days, I mean, yes. if, you're playing, if you're playing Eduardo Rodriguez, don't watch the game because some days it's so hard to watch him pitch. But other days, he just he just shows up and he has big games. And, I mean, he just put up 26 fantasy points against this team last time out 26 at 9k sign me up i'll take that um so i think he's in play for large field tournaments um i mean if you're not playing at Eduardo rodriguez what tampa bats are we looking at here i definitely like to look at a, a pretty much honestly i like kind of like the bottom half of that lineup um a lot in tour and a lot well more so in tournaments uh, like left low um brandon low even Margot and, and Zunino, um, if he's going to be in there too. Um, I like that bottom half of the lineup, but I love getting some in tournaments. Yeah, you can play the top half as well, obviously, with Rosarina and Franco and Cruz, who are going to be the more popular players, I feel. But that bottom half really, really, it's, it's cheaper too, uh, for the most part, when you come to having Leplo, Margot, and, and, um, and, and, and the mix a little bit. Um, and you obviously, you can put Brandon Lau and Zunino in there, and you probably could get. Um, uh, even one of the two top pitchers on the slate too in your lineup too as well. Uh, Boston bats. I mean, I definitely don't mind taking some shots here on the Red Sox when we're looking um, at this lineup overall. The top half of the lineup is really strong. Rasmussen. I don't think he's allowed a home run in four straight starts. Um, no, but he man, hasn't. I mean, Schwarber, Renfro, JD, Devers. Like, there's plenty of upside in even like three manning or five manning the stack yeah and i i agree with that um i would probably see him more as a secondary stack tomorrow just because like you said rasmussen he seems to like you said limit the, limit the fly balls and i haven't it has a lot of home or four starts so that's kind of wow it's gonna happen at some point and honestly it would be fitting if it is against uh the red sox for him to do it but i'm gonna i think i'm gonna use him more as a secondary stack um, I like you love what you said. Like the top half of the lineup as a secondary stack would be, I think, amazing tournaments. All right, we're moving on. We got Washington at Atlanta. Max Fried against Espano. Nine total in this game, and the Braves are a two twenty five favorites. Um, any interest here in Paulo Espano? No, not not against Atlanta. No, that's just simply yeah. no. I mean, he's throwing, he's throwing a little bit deeper into games right now, getting more stretched out. But I think this is a really tough matchup. Um, I mean, when they first converted him to, you know, kind of being a starter, Atlanta beat him around a little bit. So um, definitely some concerns there as far as that's concerned. And then on the Atlanta side, Max Freed, 8,600. I mean, this is a guy that is a really good real-life pitcher. Um, and at 8,600 on a slate where we're kind of limited for pitching options, 
Dre, I have a I have a tough time not having interest in him in this spot. No, and I agree with you. Um, even though Washington has been really competitive lately and um, hitting hitting somewhat well lately, I do love Max Free today. Um, he's he's one of the, he's a, like I said one of the better real life pitchers that we have on the slate, and I think he has a chance to still be in, in potential to be one of the top pitchers on the slate. Um, because there's still going to be strikeout upside in this lineup for sure, so he's worth uh, definitely taking in some GPPs and maybe potentially in some cash games. Yeah, I think I actually think he's cash game playable today for sure. Um, as far as Washington bats go, man, I just I don't have a ton of interest here in Washington. They don't really have a ton of like right-handed power bats to beat Freed. He's very good against lefties, so like Juan Soto's a guy that I'm definitely not playing at 5,400 in this spot. So, I mean, I'm just out on the Washington bats in this game. Yeah, I typically would be too. Um, I would, if anything, would have just a little bit of them in GPPs, like like one or two lineups, just a bit in general. But for the most part, Freed has Freed's been a good pitcher for pretty, pretty much all season and consistent. Hasn't really got blown up, so I don't like really targeting um, batters against him much. So. I'll probably, like I said, won't have a bunch of um, Washington if any tomorrow as well. All right, let's talk about the Braves. Um, any interest here in Atlanta? Oh, of course. Uh, going against the Spaniel, I, I love the whole lineup. Uh, uh, one of my favorite hitters in the lineup that would target, obviously, is going to be obviously Freddie Freeman. But we get uh, Jock Peterson in that eighth hole. I, I like to take taking him too. Obviously, lefty righty uh, matchup should be really well for him. Work out well for both of them. Um, and they they just been hitting. They just been hitting well. And I think they're still in a race for the division, if I'm correct, right? So I think that they still need to win, or if they're not in the lead, so. Um, it, every win matters, so I think they're not going to waste no time and be able to get to him, um, hopefully early and often. And to me, they're one of the teams that I think could be a top team on, on a slate. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta is four and six over the last ten, and Philly is eight and two. They've made a huge push, and they're only a game and a ba- game and a half back on Atlanta right now. And I mean, with the NL West the way that it is, with the Reds playing the way that they're playing, I mean, that that second wild card spot. It, listen, like, the Giants and the Dodgers, one of them, whoever doesn't win the NL West is going to get one of those wild card spots. So it really just comes down to, like, that other spot um, to see. But, I mean, yeah, any team that's, you know, fighting for something. Washington's fighting for nothing. They're 2-8 and eight over the last 10 games. They're 57-80. and 80. They're 15 and a half games back. They're playing for absolutely nothing. Um, so I definitely we're at that point of the season. And I talked about this yesterday on the podcast where that it's starting to matter more and more. Um, I mean, and that's one of the reasons that like, you know, I, I didn't go Woodruff and I went Wheeler on Monday. And it's more of just the Phillies. They need to win every single game right now. And not only did they win. It went by a lot. Um, but, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, moving on. We got the the Reds and the Cubs in this one. No total in this game. Night before at Wrigley, we don't typically get totals. Uh, the Reds are a 160 favorite. It's Wade Miley against Sampson. I looked at the weather. Projected weather for Wrigley is wind blowing out at 12 to 19 miles an hour. So we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say. 
there is some potential rain in this game. So Kevin Roth's going to be busy on a Tuesday here. Um, any interest in Wade Miley at 8,200? Uh, I mean, yes, I, I definitely would like to play him a little bit um, with the Cubs. You know, the Cubs, they, they're probably like their lineup is one of the worst. Well, should be one of the worst lineups, but they've been playing, been hitting pretty well. But um, I think he's a good person to take in tournaments with the way pitching is as far as the drop off what you have from Nola um, and, and um, sorry, and then Garrett Cole. Um, he's in that mid tier where he might get a little bit lost, but he's someone I think you should definitely take a shot on in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, if the wind was blowing in, <laughs> I'd have way more interest. But I mean, the the wind at Wrigley is just such a huge thing that, with the fact that it's blowing out in this game at such a high rate, unless the wind shifts, I'm really not going to have interest in Miley. Played a sunny, sunny gray on monday and um he only threw like 60 something pitches i don't know if he got hurt or something um i was doing some family stuff so i didn't watch but uh samson on the other side i mean no nothing i mean this guy's gonna throw like 45 50 pitches at most yeah exactly no he doesn't know for me i won't have any of them at all all right um let's talk bats in this game anything standing out to you for cincinnati um, yeah, obviously, like the same usual suspects that I, that I that I would love to take with Cincinnati. Uh, Joey Votto probably would be one of my favorite hitter, hitters. Um, Mike Moustakis, I like him a lot, too, as well. Uh, Tucker Bernhardt, even in that seventh spot, I think he has a chance to um, pretty much hit the ball well here, especially if you said the ones are blowing out. So he's someone I'd like to take. And Nick, uh, Nick Kelly, Calistat uh, Stalianos. He is um, – oh, actually, no, he is not cheap anymore. He was cheap over the weekend, but he, he's someone I definitely – is probably my favorite hitter in his lineup to take tomorrow. Um, I mean, it's hard not to like the Reds in this spot. Wind blowing out at Wrigley, bullpen type of game for the Cubs. Um, load up on the Reds here. I mean, anybody that cracks the lineup in the top six, seven spots – they're going to be guys that I really want to play here going up against Samson. Uh, the other side, I mean, the Cubs, not the greatest offense in the world. The one guy, um, Schwindel, like he's just hitting, he's just hitting every single day. And I mean, in a small sample size, he has very good numbers against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, I, I think you just keep playing this guy. Like he just keeps hitting. Yeah, and I agree. I would keep playing him as a, I would have him as a one-off. Uh, I would. Um, to me, if I'm playing tomorrow, um, Frank Schwindel um, and Patrick w- uh, Wisdom will be my two one-offs that I would have for this lineup. Um, and then I'll just move on from there. Maybe even get a little bit if you want to do a three-man of like of Ian Happ or Wilson Contreras too as well, or even David Bodie. But uh, but mainly two I like a lot here. <laughs> Excuse me, it's Wisdom and Schwindel. All right, we're trucking along here. We got Philly going into into Milwaukee. Eight total, pick him game, Aaron Nola, Eric Lauer. I mean, I'm going to make the same argument for Aaron Nola that I made yesterday for Zach Wheeler. Philly is playing for everything right now. Um, If he's pitching well and the game is close, the leash is huge. Um, I mean, Aaron Nola, 
Phillies pitchers in general get like a longer leash on on average. If he's pitching well, we we saw him pitch against San Diego a couple weeks ago, and he got 117 pitches. So this dude has a 29.9% K rate on the season. This is not a huge strikeout team, but I mean, Nola is definitely in play for me here at 10-6. Yeah, he is definitely, and and honestly, I think because of the price point, like we were talking about earlier, with compared to Garrett Cole, he probably will come in and be a top pitcher on the slate, use wise, uh, ownership wise, just for that um that reason and the and um the strikeout ability too, uh with with uh, Milwaukee, their projected lineup being batting um having like a strikeout of only. 22%, which is not that high, but um, I think that he is still – he's still pretty much in a better position um, with that than going against Toronto. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to definitely will have a lot of tomorrow for sure. Um, the other side, Eric Lauer. I mean, he's 8,800, and I can't remember the last time he scored over 20 fantasy points. I, I'm just – I'm not playing him here. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it's just not a play that I'm going to get into at all or have in, or entertain at all. Yeah, I mean, this lineup is is kind of hit or miss, um, especially against left-handed pitching. But, I mean, this guy is just – he's a fly ball guy. He gives up a ton of hard contact, doesn't have a big strikeout rate. So, I, I think it's a pass for me. Let's talk Philly bats. Anything standing out to you for the Phillies here? Um, like you said, they need to win. So and I don't know Lauer um, on a season against lefties. It's only had a, like an eighteen percent strikeout rate. So, um, but he's limiting hard contacts only thirty seven percent. So I like I like still targeting these bats in tournaments for sure. Um, um, this the stack the stack looks good when you go with O'Hara, Bryce Harper, um, Segura, and Real Muto. So at the top half, and um, they've all been hitting pretty well. They don't strike like you said, they, they don't strike out that much either. So. To me, this this team I definitely would, would like to have in tournaments, um, and probably use as a, as both primary and secondary stacks. Um, I mean, the guy that stands out to me the most is Andrew McCutcheon. He's three point eight k. Um, he's just he hits left handed pitching. He's hit left handed pitching throughout his career. Um, so I definitely have a ton of interest in him. Uh, Singura Romuto, probably more of a secondary stack but I definitely think they're okay. My biggest concern, and it's always my biggest concern when facing this team, is just facing the back end of the bullpen in a close game. Um, I mean, that's that's always the biggest concern. On the Milwaukee side, I mean, I really don't have a ton of interest in Milwaukee. I will say Yelich is super cheap at 4.1K. Not many times you're going to get a guy that has his type of ceiling on a, any given day. He, he's just not been right this season. He wasn't right last season. But, I mean, at this price, I'm willing to take shots on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely for sure. Um, I'm not going to have that much um, interest in Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, well, in, in tournaments, if you're playing GPPs, like large field ones, and we know Nolan's going to be popular, take, have some sacks of uh, Milwaukee because they, they still are a good team and can still hit the ball. So, like uh, – I would try to go play more so the um uh, uh let me see look real quick actually well he's giving hard contact around thirty five percent thirty seven percent to both sides of the plate so um right or left so this just playing more so honestly like the power hitters like the, as one also even like a mini sack so like Rowdy Teles who we know can hit a home run Lorenzo Kane who hasn't 
really been hitting well lately this year. I'm at the eighth final lineup when you know he's a better hitter than what he is. Uh, Yellow, like you said, is too cheap. Um, and Escobar, who's in that lineup too as well, is a good hitter, and so is Tavares. So um, those are the main players I would try to take and use as, as a mini stack uh, just to have some leverage um, in large field tournaments like like the $18 on FanDuel, I mean on the DK and like the I think it's like the $4 on FanDuel. All right. Up next, we have L.A. Dodgers facing the St. Louis Cardinals. We looks It looks like it's going to be like a bullpen-type game for the Dodgers here. And then Jay Happ is pitching um, for the Cardinals. It's a nine total. The Dodgers are still a 170 favorite here. Um, any interest in this Dodgers situation that we're looking at? Um, Mitch White looks like the guy that's going to throw – I mean, maybe 50, 60, 70 pitches here? Uh, no, honestly, like, I was, I was, no, honestly, I, I might, honestly, I might, I would just have to look into the numbers on Mitch White tomorrow, more so on him, just to see how he's going to do, but if he's only pitched that, that many pitches tomorrow, then I'm not going to have hardly any interest in him, if at all any, uh, so it's something that's going to play by ear and go also my research in the morning and see. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play this situation. Um, and then on the other side, I'm definitely not playing J-Hap against this um, Dodgers yeah. offense. Yeah, to me, rule of thumb is like, unless you're an elite pitcher, I do not play you against the Dodgers. <laughs> All right. Um, the Dodgers bats, I mean, Turner, Muncie, Betts, Turner, <laughs> Seager, Taylor. <laughs> Anybody that has a Dodgers uniform on, Hap has been terrible against right-handed hitters this season. A lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. This game's in St. Louis. You're getting nine innings from your bats in this game. I love the Dodgers here. Um, the only thing that sinks is it's not on. They're not like on a ten o'clock game. So I mean, people are actually play the Dodgers today. Yeah, to me, the Dodgers are one of the top teams to go with tonight. Um, they're, they're a little bit pricey somewhat, and or, or some of the hitters are, uh, but they're worth it. Get them in, load them up, play as much as you can of them. Against Hap, I love it for them today. Um, I mean, the Cardinals, I don't love the Cardinals in general um, on most slates. And, I mean, not knowing what we're going to get bullpen-wise, I think O'Neal is okay at 3,600. Molina at 3,300 if you need a cheaper catcher. But I don't think this is a slate that I would be paying up for Arenado or Goldschmidt. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Cardinals are not one of my favorite teams to to load up in a lot Chris, they, they're like a Jekyll or Hyde team. They either hit well some nights or don't hit well at all, even in, even in good spots where they should uh, do well against teams. So today um, today they should realistically get the bullpen, have um, a little decent, not good game, but – Somebody, I'm not going to target them. If I do, it'll be some couple of one-offs. Uh, more so like it's like Goldsmith, Arenado, O'Neal. Uh, that's really about it. It's what I would target. Uh, even Tommy Edmund, too, as well. Sorry. As a couple of one-offs, I would take. All right. Seattle at Houston. Gilbert's going up against Odorizzi. Nine total. The Astros, a 175 favorite. Um, any interest here in Gilbert? Uh, I mean, I might have a little bit 
Um, even though I know it's, I know it's Houston, uh, we know that they tend to definitely have a little bit of a um, have a little bit of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of a not so heavy, not so strikeout heavy lineup, but. I think in tournament, I think in tournaments with Gilbert pitching, um, having about like a twenty five percent K rate. Um, granted, he's been horrible as far as with contact to uh, lefties, more so this season, um, as far as hard contact wise. I think that they they still can strike out and get some in this lineup in that eight K uh, with all the other pitching options. I think he's someone that's worth taking a risk on in tournaments only. Yeah, I mean for me. At this price, if he was cheaper, if he wasn't 8K, I, I think I would actually take some shots. But 8K against this offense, um, he does have a good strikeout rate. He doesn't walk people, which is fantastic. I mean, Houston just doesn't strike out. Uh, they, they're probably going to have two or three guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 25%. Um, so they just don't strike out a ton. I get it. I mean, if you're trying to win a large field tournament and you want a guy that's going to be less than 5% and can win you a tournament, maybe Logan Gilbert's your guy. Um, he's had a couple really strong starts this season. We know the ceiling is there. We know he's not going to walk people. Uh, Oda Rizzi on the other side. I mean, the Seattle team is just feisty. They're, I mean, yeah. they walk. They don't – I mean, the bottom of the order strikes out. But, I mean, Oda Rizzi's just not good anymore. Big time fly ball rate, big time hard contact rate. I'm probably gonna pass on Odorizzi in this spot. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent with that. Uh, um, just this is what they said the top of that Seattle lineup is what I would love to get to play more so than Odorizzi. I don't think I'll have any interest in Odorizzi at all. Uh, let's talk bats here as far as Seattle goes. Um, I mean, Kyle Seeger's always in play. Haniger is always in play. If you're playing two and want to add a third, maybe Toro, maybe Crawford, uh, maybe France, uh, Marmaleos, one of these guys um, just on the cheaper end. Yes, I agree. Um, with all those guys, cheaper end is going to be someone you want to definitely try to target more. So uh, I think with the one-off. Um, but I also like Abraham Toro here a lot. Um, obviously, it's a little bit of a revenge spot, but I think he could, as a one-off, he could definitely send one or two flying off older easy tomorrow. Um, Houston, any interest in the Houston bats here? Yeah, of course. They're gonna uh, to me, like for some reason, I know Will's mentioned this before. Um, Houston does tend to get lost a lot lately on, on, on slate. So if there's gonna be a situation where they are too, um, even though we know Logan Gilbert um is a pretty decent pitcher and per, um I, I I'll take them in tournaments and probably try to be overweight to the field on them. Um, just any one of these hitters um, in a lineup, they can pretty much put the ball in play. So someone I would definitely uh, love to uh, stack up um, against him for sure and have uh, the bat top bat that I would like in this game would be like uh, Jordan, um, having in the four spot would be someone I like. Uh, Michael Brantley, too, at 4.1K. Um, it's a good price for him, and I think he's uh, has the upside, too, as well as Kyle Tucker batting seventh, too. Uh, I love getting to him on well, those type of plays a lot. Yeah, I mean, Houston's always a team that I have interest in, in stacking. Um, for some reason, like you said, they always kind of go overlooked. And, I mean, there's a ton of upside in this lineup, just overall. Um, I mean, when you're looking up and down this lineup, you got 
power with Alvarez. You got power with Guriel. I mean, you got power with Tucker, like you mentioned. Altuve gives you power, stolen base upside. Um, and I mean, they walk. So like your your guys, you're on base for home runs. I mean, I mean, Houston's always a team that I like to play. Up next, we head to cores. We got San Francisco Giants, Colorado Rockies, Logan Webb, Chichi Gonzalez. Um, this total has a this total of this game is eleven and a half. Um, the Giants are a one ninety five favorite. This game opened at one sixty. If you were able to get that, congrats to you. Some places it's already two twenty five. Um, any interest here in Logan Webb? I mean, I would. I want to take. I want to take shots on him. Um, even though I know it's Coors Field and you know Colorado, Colorado tends to play well at home. Um, he only gets some hard contact mainly to to lefties, but he has striking out both sides of the plate at a pretty good amount. Uh, walk rate's not that is okay. Eight um, percent is still kind of high though um, for him, but I, I think that I think he can still get to these bats a little bit. So I'll, I'll have some tournaments even at that nine point five k price on DK. Um, but I think he's worth a couple shots. I mean, I definitely think he's in play. Um, I'm going to say, I, I'm pretty sure it was Tuki Toussaint last week that I talked about this. Um, I'm going to say the same thing here with Logan Webb. Logan Webb has like a sinking fastball, and it's not going to be as effective in cores as it is anywhere else in Major League Baseball. Um, I mean, so that is my biggest concern. And I mean, he gave up six earned runs in his only starting cores this season um, in three and two thirds. And he's absolutely pitched great against this team in two starts when he's faced them in San Francisco. So it's, it's risk reward. Um, he's been pitching fantastic here recently. And the Giants are just, I mean, he's thrown over at least six innings and in, I think like eight straight starts. So, I mean, the upside's there. The ownership will be low because people hate playing pitchers in course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think in large field tournaments, Logan Webb's in play. I am hesitant. I don't like sinking fastballs in cores. They're just not as efficient. Chichi Gonzalez, yeah, I'm not playing this guy. I mean, it's as simple as that. A ton of interest <laughs> in the Giants' bats, but no interest in Chichi Gonzalez. Yeah, just give me all the Giants' bats, so... No matter who's in the lineup, even if Yaz is not there or Bryant's not back yet, but give me all the Giants bats from one through eight or one through nine, even a pitcher. I don't want no parts of TT whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, Bryant was removed on Monday's game with some with a little bit. I think it was a wrist injury. Yeah. If he's not in the lineup, like the Giants are are, are absolutely free in course against a bad pitcher. Chichi Gonzalez has a 13% K rate on the season. Um, the, the giants are bar, by far my favorite stack in the slate. Um, it's just, I mean, just overlooking ownership. I mean, that's the only thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to look for a really low in secondary stack or take an, take some shots on like a, a low owned SP two. Um, maybe you look at Logan Webb with the giants bats. I mean, that might be a combo you look at, but, I, I'm, I mean, Dre, how can we not play the Giants here? No, you, you, there's no reason to not. Like, to me, if just play them. Just, just load up as much of them as you possibly can against T.T. Gonzalez, who's, 
probably one probably the worst pitcher if they go on the slate that we have. So and he's going to give up a lot of home runs. I expect the Giants to to win this game easily and handily. Uh, and I, I my favorite my home run call. I, well, I'm not going to put a home run call for this game. Um, in my pick. Um, but I expect pretty much like at least two to three of these players easily to hit home runs and someone to probably have a multiple home run game, easy. Um, Rockies bats. Any interest here in the Rockies? In tournaments, yes, I'll take some shots on them, like you said, with uh, Logan Webb, even though he's pitched well against them. Um, he's pitched well against them outside of course, and in course, he had a bad game against them that one time. Um, it's just the same way. You got you got to treat it that way. And and the Rockies do play better at home for some reason instead of on the road. So I would uh, definitely have some shots on them. They're going to be expensive, too, for the most part, with a lot of their guys being at about, about 4K or 5K. So they might as well know how many people are going to be able to get them in their lineups along with uh, one, one or two of the top pitchers. So uh, to me, just get them in there. Or if you can, as a contrarian stack, so they probably won't be that high on for sure. Yeah, I mean, I do think they're going to be somewhat overlooked on this slate. It's 12-game slates. Uh, they're facing a good pitcher. And, I mean, the Rockies' offense is nothing to write home about. So I do think that we're going to see potentially low ownership um, in cores for the Rockies against a guy that throws a sinker, sinking fastball. Um, so definitely have some interest here in the Rockies. Um, more tournaments. I think you're playing the Giants in cash games. Uh, Texas at Arizona. It sounds like this is going to be Howard opening. Lyle's coming in. Um, we don't know really how far Howard will go. Um, Spencer Howard coming back off of the IL. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see because he's been throwing like 40 to 50 pitches, which, which could be like two or three innings. And then Jordan Lyles is a guy that has been throwing like 100 pitches. So we really have no idea what to expect here in this situation. And then Arizona's pitching Zach Gollin. This, this game's at an eight and a half total. Um, the Diamondbacks are a 160 favorites. Do you have any interest in this Texas situation? No, not, not one bit at all. Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Zach Gollin. Talented young pitcher. Hasn't fully figured it all out yet, but, I mean, he's facing an offense that he could beat and has a ton of upside. I think he'll be popular here. Maybe he's not. Um, what are your thoughts here on Zach Gollin? Yeah, I, I love him tomorrow. I think I'm gonna try to if I was playing, I would have try to try to be a little bit over the weight of the field on him against uh this Texas lineup for sure that he's going against. Uh they, they do they are a little bit pesky at times and they but they do also do strike out a pretty good amount too. If not, I think they have the worst strikeout percentage of the team in the league, if I'm correct. Uh so I definitely like Zach Gallon for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's probably one of my favorite point-per-dollar pitchers on this slate. We don't have a ton of them, and, I mean, I think this is just a really good spot. There's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. On a daily basis, they have six to seven guys with strikeout rates over 23% against right-handed pitching. So I like this spot for Zach Gollin a lot. Um, I really don't have any interest in the Texas Bats. I mean, they're cheap. If you're looking for dumpster diving type stack, maybe you take shots. But for me, I'm going to pass. Sorry, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not gonna take any uh any any Texas bats for sure though tomorrow. Uh, it's a big enough state where you don't need to take chances on these type of plays. So that's a team I don't wanna mess with. 
Um, as far as Arizona goes, I mean, it's somewhat interesting spots. Kettle Marte and maybe two other pieces is like a low-owned secondary stack, I think, is how you would kind of approach Arizona here. Exactly. That, that was exactly what I was going to say. I took the words right out of my mouth. We're on the same pace with a lot of things today. Um, I just think the secondary stack for them is 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 more so in play, and, and I like getting to Arizona have a lot and having a lot of them as that part too. Oh, buddy, I'm getting 100k today. Uh, me and Dre are on the same page. That's all I needed. <laughs> uh, Chicago White Sox at Oakland. We got Lambert against Kaplan in this one. Eight and a half total. Pick him game. Um, any interest here in Jimmy Lambert? Uh no, not not against Oakland, who they they are a pretty they they're, well they are a good team. Uh, always put the ball in play pretty well. Have a little strikeout right there. Majority of the hitters in their lineup, so he's someone I definitely do not want to take shots on. Yeah, I mean this guy uh, getting called up here from AAA. We really have no idea what to expect pitch count wise um, for him in this one. So, I mean. He is a starter in AAA this season, but he has a five ERA in AAA this season as well. So uh, I think this is a spot that Oakland can beat him. James Kaplan, talented young pitcher that hasn't put it all together. But, I mean, he's facing an offense that just puts the ball in play consistently. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I like Zach Gollin so much. Um, I really don't have a ton of interest here in Kaplan. Yeah, same here. I, I don't either. Um, unless you play like large field tournaments, because just because sometimes the sh- Chicago can strike out a lot, but other than that, I, I'm not gonna have that much interest in him at all. Um, he he's had what I think like one bad game, uh, recently, and I think and I there was something I think that was with him before that I saw. Um, I believe that over the last 30 days, I think his strikeout rate has been uh, has decreased a little bit. So uh, I have to dig into that and see if that was what it was. Again, when I looked at it the last time, I think it was against Detroit, um, and it was a good spot for Detroit as far as hitting wise. So the same, and if, if that trend is still there, continuing, then I love Chicago um, in tournaments and love them as a, as a sneaky stack because I don't think anyone will be on them and targeting um, a lot of other games. Yeah, I mean, this game's so interesting for offense just in general. Um, Kaplan hasn't been pitching great, and then you get a AAA pitcher that really hasn't pitched even well in AAA. So I think, and like it's a 940 game. The game's in Oakland. The ballpark's not ideal. I think this is an interesting game as far as like the White Sox go. You got a Brayu. Um, Jimenez is 4,400. Robert is 4,200. Maybe I lean more of a three-man stack for both of these teams because of the ballpark, but I mean, Dre have a ton of interest in Oakland too. I mean, this is a this is a very hittable pitcher. Yeah, I agree with you. So both sides of the, like I said, three three-man secondary stacks. I think is the way to go for sure. And if you even want to take a couple guys with the like like one guy with 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 power or two guys with power, have one guy that puts the ball in play all the time and, and, and at least gets on base um, at a high percentage. I think that's the way to go. Um, and somewhere somewhere you get a, a, definitely a great way to attack both sides of the game and both pitchers um, in tournaments tomorrow. Um, we finish it out. The Angels and the Padres. Noddington against Blake Snell, seven and a half total. The Padres are a 335 favorite in this game. Um, no respect for Packy Noddington. 
Um, I'm not playing Packy Nottington. He just doesn't pitch deep enough. He's a lefty going up against the Padres. This is an easy fade spot for me. Yeah, completely agree with you 100%. Just, just don't even think about it. Just cross them off as soon as you open up your optimizers or builders tomorrow. Blake Snell is clicking. Um, it's been a while since Blake Blake Snell has been clicking. He's 9,200. He's been pitching phenomenal, over 30 fantasy points in three of his last five starts. Even with Otani in this lineup, there is so much strikeout upside against this team with left-handed pitching. Otani's at 32%. Walsh is at 31%. If Marsh is in the lineup, he's at like 47%. Stassi's at 32%. Uh, Joe Adele's at 22%. Mayfield's at 27%. I mean, it's hard not to like Blake Snell a lot in this spot. This isn't the scary put-the-ball-in-play Angels lineup that we've been used to for years. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, Now, question. Do you think Blake Snell ownership is going to be higher than Garrett Coles? That's because of the price point. I think it will up. be higher because of the price. Um, because I like, I, I like, I like, like, I'm coming around to Snell after I saw him pitch a couple um, his last few hours. He's been pitching really well, striking out play. Um, everyone um, hitters really well. So he's someone I definitely want to be on board with. I'm just trying to play the ownership game to find out which one of those top three is pretty much going to be the lowest of them. And, and, I, if it's Garrett Cole, I think I think you you have a point where you can probably if you can't get Snell and Cole in the same line, that'll be that'll be phenomenal. Um, two probably of the best strikeout pitchers on the slate, with especially with the upsides that they both bring to the table. Um, but Snell is someone I definitely want to get to tomorrow. Have a lot of them probably be over the weight to, to field, maybe even double the field on him, um, and just hopefully. He pays off well like he has been the last few starts for for um, of the season. Um yeah, I mean it's hard not to like him. Like I said, it's it's really not and like if he's 10 to we're having more of a conversation. Um I mean, gosh, I just didn't realize how good the matchup was when we were talking about like Nola and Cole. Snell's mm-hmm. in a fan, he's in a fantastic spot here. And Logan Webb's going to be low owned. It, like, there's no doubt about it. Logan Webb is going to be really low owned on this slate. Um, bats in this game, anything um, on the Angel side? Um, no. Um, only thing I would do is obviously is take if if Otani's in the lineup him as a one off. That's about it. But no one else I'm targeting. At what point are our teams going to realize like Otani has 43 home runs and he has zero protection? Just pitch around the dude. Like, yep. uh, like, is it like, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm not a major league baseball coach, but I look at statistics every single day and I'm just sitting here going Mayfield is batting behind Otani. Why are you giving this guy anything remotely close to hit? Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got. No, um, you're right, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I see the last few games too. I think, I think one team did it against some, um, um, but I think there was also, though, it was an overtime game, I believe. But that was it. Um, other than that, everyone else is just um, – they pitch to them extra innings. They they just probably try to get them on base, and that's it. But every team should just do the same thing, like you're saying. Just put them on base and take your chances with the other guy behind them. Uh, the Padres. I mean, I like the Padres a lot here. Tatis Machado, obviously, two top-end plays. Then you get Tony Pham – or Tommy Pham, sorry – 
um, who's pretty cheap. Will Myers, who's pretty cheap. If Herrick, if, if Herrick Hosmer cracks the lineup, he's 3,100. This is definitely a five-man stack that I'm looking at on this slate. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, their, their team, I think they're going to also be probably the lowest owner of the top teams that we have on the slate because they're going to be playing the latest two. Um, and a lot of people tend to not pick the pick West Coast games from everything I've looked at over the time. So this is, this is a stack I definitely like to get in um, for sure. Now, if I was telling people to – well, I'm telling people, if you're playing tomorrow um, – my advice to you is at least if you're multi-entering, at least have a couple San Diego stacks to go late because this game can still pop off where they can easily put up 10 to uh, 10 runs in the game. Um, Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Uh, who's your cheap guy you're looking at? Uh, let's see. No, I'm. I know he's on the edge. He says actually right at. Um, he says six strikeouts. Yep. All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, I'm gonna take a chance, even though I like, even though I like Houston tomorrow. I'm gonna go with Logan Gilbert. All right, I'm gonna take Zach Gollin over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Over 8K to score 15. Under 15. Oh, under 15. Sorry. The, uh, the bust. I'm going to say. See, I like. Oh, I'm going to say Arado Rodriguez. All right. I Man, uh, you call yourself a Yankees fan. I'm going to take Steven Matz as the bust today <laughs> against the Yankees. Um, over 4K to hit a home run that's not in course. Uh, give me a home run that's not in course today. I'm gonna say, um, um, Mondesi. Mondesi is my guy. I hate going up towards the top, but I mean, I think your opportunity cost is really high if you're not playing Fernando Tatis Jr. at shortstop today. I'm gonna take him to hit two home runs, not just one. Um, under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Give me a cheap bat that got that's gonna get on base a couple times today. Uh, I like another game that we talked about earlier. Um, on the slate that I really like, uh, Cincinnati. I like Tyron Aquin. I think he can get definitely two hits and get on base. McCutcheon has been crushing left handed pitching, um, since he was born. So I'm gonna go Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs that's not in cores today. Uh, I'm gonna say. Well, I just said I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Cincinnati. Uh, that's gonna be my one of the sneaky teams that they're gonna slay. I don't know how much how high ownership's gonna play for them. I think Cincinnati is the team to go with. All right, I'm going back to the well for the second straight day and saying the Kansas City Royals. They did not do it on Monday. Um, I like this spot a lot for them. I mean, if we're going top end stacks, obviously I, I like the Padres a lot in this spot. Um, but I mean, I really, really like the Kansas City Royals today. Dre, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, it's going to be a wild GPP slate. A lot of unpredictable things are going to probably happen. Don't forget to stack uh, also Chicago and Oakland. Um, mini sack that game. Um, and play some san diego bats for sure um yeah hopefully someone wins 100k off the information we gave tonight if not you stevie 
Uh, probably won't be me. Let's be honest. I mostly play single entry tournaments now. Um, the days of MME and Stevie are over, and I have no problem saying that. Um, I, I put in my time for many, many years, and now I get to enjoy dad life. So, Dre, it's always fun having you on, man. Um, football right around the corner. Make sure you guys are checking out uh, the football content. And I mean, there's so much of it coming out. I know. We'll have a Thursday night's NFL expert survey up probably tomorrow. Um, I know that was the message that we got. So make sure you guys are checking out NFL stuff. We still got plenty of MLB stuff as well. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.